This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Jenkins shows up at the debate. A story about a 1950s baseball card. Coffee that gives you a boner. <laughs> a perfect example of Dave's black-hearted Cubs hate. And Rick's brush with Larry King. All that plus unlimited tangents this week on Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. That's Rick Kemper and Dave Stern. We are your Minutia Men. We search the globe over and we find Minutia. Hopefully, something that you have not heard before, and uh, and then we, we are the we are the Vespucci. Of minutia. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, uh, I like what other, that. What other famous uh, Magellan? Yes, we're the Mage- Magellan of Minutia. Mage- right there, <laughs> the Magellan of Minutia. That's, That's it. All right, writing that down. Uh, so every week we just uh, provide some of this uh, minutia for you, and hopefully you'll enjoy it and come back again. And Dave, what do we have this week? Well, Rick, uh, I don't know if you're. I know that you're not really up on politics and stuff. Did you know there was a debate on Monday? No, you know? no. It, yeah, there was, what were they debating? Uh, they well, I'm not really sure what they were debating. <laughs> uh, I think they were debating uh, Donald Trump's antihistamines. Maybe I don't okay. know what uh, a All sinus right. condition. <sighs> You know, we sniff a lot on this show. I've listened back to a couple of our podcasts, and there's there's a lot of sniffing in our show too. Uh, Bad mics, right? Yeah, probably, probably, Uh, and bad sinuses, and yeah, basically, I think it's mainly bad sinuses. (laughs) Uh, uh, Rick and I, for our listeners who did not weren't uh, didn't know us when we were kids, we were the uh, we were the allergy kids. Yeah, you know the studly ones. So, uh, the yeah. ones that all the girls went, oh, wow, look right. at that Kleenex. <laughs> right. He really knows his way around the Kleenex right. box. <laughs> if you needed to borrow an al- arrest, you came to Rick or Dave. <laughs> Rick or Dave would have a lot of al- or Seldane, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. I've never heard of Seldane. You're, you're, uh, you're one up on me. Uh, Seldane was my allergy pill of choice until an old lady in like Florida died from it. And then they took it off the market. The ah, man's always bringing you down, Rick. I was an Alarest man myself, yeah, um, but, but it makes you drowsy. And you know, I'm already kind of a drowsy guy. <laughs> so uh, it wasn't good for would me. It have, well, I'm drowsy too, but would, would a pill that makes you drowsy when someone who's already drowsy, is that actually a pick me? That might be an upper. No, no, believe me. It's not. <laughs> it's like, a, it's like a walking coma. <laughs> Uh, that that actually is a great name for uh, uh, an aller, uh, allergy pill, walking coma. Or a band. That's actually even better. Yeah. Um, well, Rick, there was this debate yeah. on uh, on Monday. And as you know, they print tickets for the debate, right? I mean, you, you have to have tickets, right? They do. Uh, um, well, evidently, uh, they, you know, months of preparation. And, and this was at a university, right? Yes, at this was at, university. A, at the, universe, yeah. at the yeah. university. Well, they... Um, they uh, made a typo on the day. They uh, they spelled one of the oh, oh wait wrote. wait is this Jenkins? No, yes, it is a Jenkins. Okay, hang on. When you're on the job and you're not doing it right, Jenkins. Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw ups. Jenkins. It could only be Jenkins. Jenkins with Rick and Dave. Jenkins. Okay, Jenkins, what do you got for me? Well, they had this debate at Huckstra and our Huckstra and uh, they, Dave Hoekstra. 
writer for the Sun Times. Okay, right. That's that's why I got confused. Yeah, uh, they spelled Hillary's name wrong. They only spelled it with one L. <laughs> <laughs> on the ticket that's unbelievable yes uh can you i mean you know they get the podiums they get the lights they get all the cameras you know they get the all the fancy you know trucks with all the wires and stuff and then some dumbass spells the name wrong and her name wrong on the ticket well you can understand she's kind of an unknown figure <laughs> right exactly right uh is that they, is that uh, another is that another uh a legitimate spelling of Hillary with one L. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Um, you know, I don't know, but um, but certainly Donald and Trump are <laughs> all both the traditional spellings, and Clinton as well. So I guess if one of the names, one of the words, would have been misspelled, it probably would have been that one. It's still a Jenkins moment, though, especially yes, at a university oh, where you think uh, you know you double check your papers before you turn them in. They take uh, well, off points know- for that. You know that the guy who printed them was just basically you and I in college. Yeah, exactly. Got up at around (laughs) 2.30 in the afternoon. Oh, shoot. I got to do those tickets. You know, it goes to the print shop and he just does it really quick, you know. Oh, yeah. Did you know you spelled uh, Hillary's name wrong? Screw it. I'm too late. Nobody will notice. It's good enough. Long Island iced teas today at four. I got to go. Uh, but what's better to do? Uh, uh, I think this is a perfect typo, a typo quiz. Let's do a quiz on famous oh, typos. Oh, I love the quizzes. I love the quizzes, too. Okay. Um, so uh, <clears throat> I am like Donald Trump here. Hold on. <clears throat> no, this um, is more like Hillary. That's pneumonia. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm still doing this show. Well, that's because you're a trooper. I'm going to give you four ty- I mean, There's going to be four stories of typos. And you're going to tell me which one is the one that's not true. Okay. Okay. Um, while covering the Supreme Court's decision on gay marriage, the Krylon, you know what the Krylon is? Yeah. Under under MSNBC's Nora O'Donnell's na- or her face read, Nora O'Donnell, the White House ho. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, in 2008, the Bridgeview, Connecticut Little League program had a touching tribute to Brian Doherty's power uh, that was printed by his parents. You know how you could do the little ads for, yeah, you know, sure. hey, Billy, way to go. I read, it read, Brian, congrats to our home run, Hitler. Okay. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> a, uh, a 2014 obituary in the Port Huron Times Included a touching poem for a deceased relative, which read, Ten years on March 4th, remembering a wonderful daughter and sister, your special smile and genital face, something that time could never erase. Okay? <laughs> and then that in last Sunday's Chicago Tribune, Sunday Circular, Jewel offered two-for-one penis butter Snickers. Yeah, delicious. <laughs> yeah, penis, penis butter stickers. Yeah. One of those is natural. A fistful of penis in every, every butt. <laughs> right, right. Nuts. Uh, uh, I'm going to say that last one's not true. You're you're right. And, yeah. and what was your tip off that I would never read the I'm not reading the Chicago Tribune ever, ever again. So and and it, and it's so recent that, uh, you know, you probably got a stack of newspapers. If you do get the Tribune, which I don't think you do, you'd have no, like a stack of them somewhere, and you, you're still like on March 8th. 
Right, exactly. Do you think Donald Trump could really win the yeah, nomination? Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, I got another batch. Okay. Uh, um, New York Times last year during, uh, during. Wait, I got a uh, question for you on that previous one. You probably don't know the answer to this, but White House Ho, what were they yeah. trying to say? Or what? I mean, uh, what could it possibly have attempted to be? Uh, Nor O'Donnell, the White House. You know how? Oh, okay. Say, gotcha. Uh, okay. Thank you. Us. Um, all right. Uh, New York Times last year during daylight savings time uh, uh, on their little uh, article headline. Don't miss the extra hour of sleep. Turn your cocks back one hour tonight. <laughs> okay. I love the penis uh, jokes. <laughs> and from what I understand, we're going to have quite a few of them in this show. Okay. Uh, in 2011, when internationally known polar bear Newt, and it's spelled K-N-U-T, and you're going to have to remember the spelling on this. Okay. When he unexpe- unexpectedly passed away in 2011, NBCChicago.com's headline read, Cunt dies. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This is my favorite. In 2011, Michelle and Barack Obama celebrated their wedding anniversary at the Willowberry restaurant in Georgetown. The salad menu touted salt and freshly ground black people. Wow. Uh, and then the final one, um, independent publisher Eckhart's Press, the darlings of the publishing world, yeah. mm-hmm. their first book ever published, The Living Wills, yeah. had a typo in the very first sentence. Okay, I know that one's true, <laughs> sadly, because I'm the author of that book or co-author of it. Yeah, um, and I, and I we've come back. a long way, Hillary. <laughs> we've come a long way. Um, all right, so... Boy, that's you've a got, tough one. You've got Cox back one hour. I'm going. Uh, I'm going. I'm going. Cox. Nope, that was true. That's true. Uh, well, it better not be the Newt one. That was true. Okay, good. Uh, uh, the only one that was true was Michelle Barack Obama. Oh, ground black people. Okay, people. good. Good. I'm glad that yeah. one's not true. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, I've got some minutia for you, Dave. This Shoot. is more of a heartwarming story than yours. Uh, it's about a baseball card from 1957, and it uh, was in the New York Times this week. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the story begins back in February. A man named, uh, well, they call him Mr. Day. I don't know if they decide not to put his first name in here for some reason, but Mr. Day, a 70-year-old man, uh, his his little brother dies of cancer at 65, and he, he is tasked with going in and cleaning out the guy's house, right? He finds a packet of baseball cards. And actually, they were, you know, tucked into a plastic sleeves, three ring binders, and they were organized by year 1956, 1957, and 1958. Among the cards in that, uh, in those binders, was one that invited fans to enter a contest sponsored by Bazooka. <clears throat> Remember Bazooka Gum? Bazooka Joe, yeah. Yeah, sure. Well, the contest actually featured Bazooka Joe and a chance to win these swell prizes, uh, which is a uh, a Gilbert Chemistry Lab, a Stellar Power Microscope, or a Spalding Fielder's Glove. And to win, the entrants had to predict the score of two games to be played on July 19, 1957, and they had to include five Bazooka gum wrappers. Okay, now the the loophole was 
entries were due by July 11th, but it didn't say what year. Oh, so you know, in this day of uh, the internet, Dave, all you have to do is go to uh, you know Retro Sheet, which has <laughs> every single baseball game ever played. Yeah, I use it all the time for just one bad century. Go back to July nineteenth, nineteen fifty seven, and he, uh, the Mister Day, realized that the Milwaukee Braves beat the Giants three to one, and the Orioles beat the Kansas City Athletics four to two. Then he went to the grocery store. And they were selling um, giant boxes of bazooka, Joe, or of bazooka gum, but not, you know, individual ones. And Not and, the little squares, but the big. Right. Like, and, yeah, yeah, okay. And Mr. Day's a cheapo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he convinced a woman with a little girl that was in the store to, to go halvesies on it with him. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love Mr. Day. I know, me too. And so he got the uh, he got the bazooka wrappers, uh, just five, sent them in along yeah. with his baseball card. Now this guy named Tony Jacobs is the vice president, general manager uh, of global confectionery for Tops, and he he said he was intrigued by this unusual, sure. <laughs> this unusual mysterious envelope. And he looked inside, and there was this this card filled out from 1957, along with five uh, gum wrappers. And he decided that because uh, it was keeping with the trusting ethos of the 1950s, he decided to honor it, and he sent Mr. Day a box of gum and a right. black Louisville Slugger glove with tan oh, stitching that's it i you know i love mr day first first of all when i hear mr day i'm immediately thinking of tarantino's movie reservoir dogs oh yeah mr white mr whatever <laughs> so mr day um i love how in fact he's you know he's mourning his 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 late brother and he's sad and he's and he's you know cleaning out the basement and immediately when he sees that he's thinking scam <laughs> <laughs> hey, loophole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and he goes to the grocery store and he's even scamming the little girl out of, you know, I love Mr. Day. That's one of my favorite parts of the story. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to buy a whole box. Like, <laughs> I mean, bazooka, bazooka, that is terrible gum. It is terrible uh, gum. I hope that with the gun, gum that he got, he finds that little girl and gives him, gives her the gum, the, the box of gum that. Yeah, and, and you know, and what's he going to do with the glove now? Go join an over seventy league, <laughs> right? Right. So yeah, he's going to use it, and the first time out, he's going to break a hip, and then sue bazooka the bazooka. Right, exactly. Board. And that that nice tops executive is going to be like, yeah, this is this is not nineteen fifties ethos. Uh, well, that was when America was great, you know. It was. We that's gotta, true. We got to get back to that when America was great again. That's so true. Uh, <laughs> what do you Rick, got? You're. Um, you're a coffee lover. In fact, although you're, we were talking before we went on the air, we're both drinking green tea right now. Yeah, that's right. Um, with, I love green right. tea. I, I, you know, once it starts getting a little colder, I drink green tea all day long. Oh, very good. Uh, although you might rethink that because you might want to, you might want to drink this coffee that's going to be on the market soon. Okay. Here's the headline: Instant coffee promises to give men instant erections. Was secret ingredient found in Viagra blasted by health experts. Wait a um, minute. <laughs> yes, the secret ingredient read. is blasted by health experts or the uh, uh, you know, or well, the coffee? Well, I don't understand. 
the, co- the, the coffee that. has a secret ingredient. Uh, yes, it's okay. it's a secret ingredient that's found in Viagra. And health experts th- don't think it's good for you. Yeah, I think the health experts are actually blasting the entire coffee. Okay, gotcha. Okay, basically, sorry, because sorry. the instant coffee is promising to give men instant erections. Okay, um, sure. Uh, st- <laughs> I love the name of this place, or the name of this uh, coffee uh, um, is called Stiff Bull. <laughs> stiff, stiff, stiff bull claims a cupful of the exotic herb packed drink will make guys stay harder longer. Uh, it says on its website the coffee contains a proprietary blend of ingredients such as tongue cat, ali, maca root, and gurarana. I'll uh, have the grande if you know what I yeah. mean. Right, exactly. So these herbs grow wild in the jungles of Malaysia, and basically when you put them together, yeah, you know, yeah. You, you get aroused and it's uh and it's called stiff bull well evidently the the man again is bringing us down and they're and they're not getting any fda approval oh on the fda they're such killjoys yeah. i know so but what i was thinking you know i used to when i worked at the paper company rick back in the 90s um i used to be the first guy in the office usually um you know the ambitious Dave. <laughs> I've Do you never, remember ambitious no, Dave? I, <laughs> right well first of all about, that is not a real character I've seen you play a lot of characters in your life. Ambitious Dave was not one of them. Uh, From March 1991 to April 1991, there was Ambitious Dave. Okay. I'll take your word for it. I never saw it, but I'll take your word for it. Were you doing a morning show? No, you were with Stephen Gary then, right? Uh, Yes, I was. Yeah. All right. Well, you... uh, There's a sniff. Yeah, that is a step. And you had uh, you had a lot of things on your mind back then, so I probably we are okay. Our paths did not cross. But what I used to do is I used to get to the office before everybody else to get you know to get the the you know the break on the day, and I used to make the coffee for everybody. I would you know put the you know get the you know the big the big packet of coffee. You put it in the big industrial coffee maker, and you you know put the water, and it wasn't very hard. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> and so, but I just think, God, I would love to have, would have had a couple of big bags of stiff bowl then, yeah. used that and just watch the office for the next, you know, hour and watch all the guys that are drinking the coffee go, whoa, how are you doing? All of a sudden. Are you there? Yeah. I'm just thinking back at whenever I hear somebody say, is it hard? This is... <laughs> I think back to a contest we did back at uh, WPGU. Uh, oh, the final contest. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Is it hard? Uh, it's got to be to enter. That's <laughs> right. a joke. There's, that's a joke. There's, three pe- there's three people that are going to hear this right now <laughs> and are going to laugh their asses off. The other, you know, 12 million that are listening are going to understand this. I'm sorry. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, we promised tangents. <laughs> this is a tangent. Um, now, Stiff Bowl, I think, is a good name for the product, don't you think? That's uh, a great name. I love it. But I got a couple of other ones that I kind of okay. Think, uh, cock full of nuts. <laughs> okay, that's good. Eight uh, o'clock. Eight o'clock. Okay, very yeah. good. And my favorite, Bulgers. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, nice. The, you know, the best part of waking up. You know. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. Uh, sadly, you will not be able to buy Stiff Bowl. At your local grocer. Well, you um, know, if it's anything like Viagra, uh, I wouldn't be able to have it anyway because it's not good for people with high blood pressure or high cholesterol or any of the other the many maladies that I have. So it's for the best. Well, to, to stay with your green tea. 
Yeah, exactly. I'll stay with my green tea. And now we'll move on to Just One Bad Century. Time now for a collection of cub geekness. This is Just One Bad Century. With Rick and Dave. Now, you know, last week, Dave, we talked about uh, the moral dilemma of whether or not I would sell my World Series tickets. Mm-hmm. And that moral dilemma has been conquered. I don't have You're to gonna worry do about it. it. Huh? You're going to do it. No, gonna... I'm not getting World Series tickets. Oh, you, <laughs> so didn't, oh, you, oh, you didn't make it in the draft? Well, we we had a draft, so I shared tickets with eight other guys. Mm-hmm. So uh, nine of us, and there are ten, potentially ten games. So the, the deal was, you know, the ninth pick would then get two games because it would be the worst two games, right? Right. Um, guess what number I picked in the draft? You would have Steve Swisher, number nine. Number eight. Oh, which is okay. even worse because <laughs> right, at least number nine the, gets two. Right, right, right I right, get right. the worst possible draft pick. So I'm probably going to a game in the first round. So my moral dilemma has been solved. But I, I wanted to read you an email we got from a listener named Frank M. No last name given. Uh, and this is directed to me. Rick, I think you're lucky. My brother is a White Sox fan, and he would never be as gracious as Dave is being about the mm-hmm. Cubs. This is for real. Mm, there are really? a lot of them that are a lot more black-hearted than Dave. I love Frank. <laughs> uh, which To which I say, you don't know Dave. <laughs> and I'm going to tell okay. you a story that happened and actually is on Just One Bad Century this week. Uh, this week in 1995, Dave, see if, if this uh, story reminds you of anything. Cubs pitcher Frank Castillo pitches the best game of his life. He doesn't give up a hit through eight innings and goes into the top of the ninth inning with a seven to nothing lead against the Cardinals. First, he faces yeah, pitch on. hitter Terry Bradshaw. That's his real name. Terry Bradshaw strikes him out for his 12th strikeout of the game. The second batter of the inning, pinch hitter Mark Sweeney, becomes his 13th victim. So he's mm-hmm. eight and two thirds. Now, and I'm the, watching this sta- game at the, home. The whole stadium is standing up, right? They got the picture of his beautiful wife, you know, with, you know, all excited. Go on, go on. Yeah, yeah. Go on. I'm watching the game at home because yeah. I'm working a morning show at that time and I could I could watch afternoon games. Ambitious Dave calls me on the phone. The phone rings. Hello. Hey, I just want to be on the phone because I want to hear the disappointment in your voice when he blows this no hitter. And sure enough... Bernard Gilkey comes up. <laughs> Wrigley Field is rocking. Strike one is called. The fans are on the edge of their seats. Gilkey gets strike two. He only yeah, needs on. one more strike. And he hits a, he hits a triple. And Dave is cackling with glee on the phone. So, Frank M., I just want to tell you that you are wrong when you say somebody's more black-hearted than Dave. That was old Dave. New Dave is much more. Yeah. He's, you know, new Dave has kids. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. he, he looks at life differently than yeah. old day, old black hearted. Uh, what did you, you wrote in one of your, well, isn't I'm in one of the books, right? The, uh, yeah, the book I, that I told or, a story about you in, um, a book called cubby blues, a uh, hundred years of, Waiting till next year or something like that. I forget what the name of the title of the book. I should know this. I'm actually in the book. (laughs) But my contribution, it features essays from lots of great authors. Scott Turow is in there, I believe, Mm -hmm. and uh, Mike Ryko, and, you know, lots of big names that you would 
you would recognize. And I am fortunate enough to be included in that group. And my uh, essay is about Dave <laughs> and how much I hate him. <laughs> so if you <laughs> ever want to get that, to find it. But Frank M., you could not be wrong, more wrong than when you said there are others that are more blackhearted because there aren't. The, the line that I remember that you wrote in this book, or it was something like, I eat sunshine for breakfast or something like that. What was the I don't did remember, you, but that's yeah, good. Such, that I was such a black hearted soul that I eat a big like a big bowl of sunshine for breakfast or something like that. With my big cup of, of stiff bowl, you know? <laughs> Uh, wow. So anyway, that is this week's Just One Bad Century. It's time now for our last segment. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into a bowl of celebrity names. Names that I have written down. Celebrities that I have met over the years. And he will pick a name out at random, and I have to tell the story of meeting that person. So who is it this Fort, week? Fort Lee, New Jersey. Hello. Larry King. Yeah. Chicago. Hello. Yeah. I love Larry King. Uh, well, I don't really love Larry King. <laughs> I mean, I love... <laughs> I met Larry King many times over the years, but the story I want to tell you is the one that is maybe the least... Uh, Flattering. The least flattering, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm so sorry, Larry, for telling this story live, but it really happened. Uh, it was the day after, or the day before the NAFTA debate on television. Do you remember this? Ross Perot was debating Al Gore, I believe, on CNN. And it was, at that time, a huge television event. And Larry King was the moderator because he was it was on his show on CNN. And the day before the event, he happened to be in town. Now, this this story was in the front page of all the newspapers. So I booked Larry King to come on the John Landecker show. Now, he couldn't get to our show until close, right, almost right at nine o'clock in the morning. Nine o'clock in the morning is a time when uh, we started playing more music. Right. That's that's the. Mm -hmm. I'm laying the base on the story, okay? Okay, okay. So he's late. He's running late. And I, I'm getting worried because I know that our general manager always, always, always would get very, very angry if we didn't go right into music at 9 o'clock. And finally, I get a call from the uh, front desk. Larry King is here. So I run out to the front desk, and uh, I said, hey, hey, Larry, how are you? He He throws his trench coat at me. <laughs> and says, yeah. two sugars, no cream. <laughs> See, now, if you would have had some stiff bowl, that would have been perfect <laughs> to give him some stiff bowl and watch old Larry King you know, react. Uh, All right, now, that's not the end of the story either. <clears throat> yeah. So I get him into the uh, get him into the show, and you know we had to make a call, right? We had just started music, but you know this is the guy who's the moderator for the story that is on the front mm -hmm. page of the Sun Times and the Tribune and the USA Today, all the newspapers. This was the number one story in the country. We got the guy who's going to be the the moderator of this. So I put him on the air with with John Landecker. As soon as he goes on the air, I hear the voice of my general manager 
and he was famous for being a very scary guy. Like he would this, come in and just yell. I think I've told stories about him before. It, it, Harvey is it? What's his name? Wait, yeah, what? Harvey. His name was Harvey. Yeah, okay. Harvey walks into the the news booth, which has visual contact, and makes eye contact <laughs> with me, points to me, and says, "Out in the hallway <laughs> now." <laughs> <laughs> and now the the whole interview is going on, right? Right. On the air. I walk out into the hallway. He poked his finger in my chest, uh, which yeah. is never a good thing. No, no. Um, and said, get him off the air right now. I said, I can't do that. And went back into the studio. Then he went back around to the other side, was in the news booth, and and I could just see his whole face was getting red and flushed, and he was just out of his mind. And John finished, went to the first commercial break, and Harvey poked his head in the studio and threw gritted teeth. Rick, I'd like to see you in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Harvey, come on in. I want you to meet Larry King. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, hey, how are you doing? Hey, <laughs> and I said, he's... He's from Brooklyn, Harvey. And Harvey was from Brooklyn, too. He goes, really? What part of Brooklyn are you from? And they were they lived like eight blocks away from each other. And they started, they they became famous friends. They were like, hey, oh, hey, do you remember such and such on Flatbush? And they started like, and then the, the commercial ended. And John's like, hey, got to gotta go back on the air. Went back out into the hallway. Harvey's like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Went back to his- <laughs> that is my Larry King story. Um, like, well, let me ask you why, what was magical about nine o'clock that you could, I mean, is it, was it a ratings thing or what was, uh, I mean, Dave, I'm sure know? there's some research that says that, uh, once the workday begins, uh, nobody wants to hear talk. And, uh, and so it's time for music, but you know, it was, it was a battle that we fought the entire time I was at that station. Every time we did an interview, there was tension because he hated interviews because there was no music being played. No. Uh, well, then why have a great DJ like John Landuck around there if you don't want him to talk? That is pretty much exactly what I said every time. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, that, that's my Larry King story. Could, and I think it's a pretty good story. Uh, yeah. I, uh, um, I like Larry King. You still see him. I think he's on his 17th wife right now, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the current one just dumped him. Which is, you know, sad. But yeah. I got advice for the next one. I believe it's two sugars, no cream. <laughs> right, right. And don't sign the pre-dump. If you like Minutia Men with Rick and Dave, be sure to check out some of our other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, like Geek Counter Geek. Have you heard this one, Dave? It's a, it's I a, did, yeah. I, I haven't gotten any chance to listen to it yet, but uh, the the network is all, all a tizzy about this one. They well, love this Keith one. Keith Conrad is part of it. And Keith Conrad, I've met a couple of times. We met him when we went to... Uh, WLS Radio to promote uh, Dobie's uh, uh, interview. He, he was the producer of that John Howell show for a while. Anyway, he and Elliot Serrano debate a controversial topic in contemporary geekery. Kirk versus Picard. Oh, this is great. I love this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, great talk radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. To find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check out EckhartsPress.com, ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. If you'd like to reach us, you can drop, like Frank M. did. I love can, Frank M. You can drop us a line at Podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to meet us in person, Friday night we'll be at... Uh, 
Toons Bar and Grill with Bobby Scafish uh, for his book launch party. Everybody's welcome. Come on out. It'll be a good time. Uh, special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano of Opi Productions. We're distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And if you tune in again next week, you'll hear another episode of... Minutia Man. The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Lasano and friends. I thought we got over our fight from last week. We had a little tiff that was <laughs> yes. going on. Are you still angry with me? I hope not because we're supposed to do something tonight. Oh, we are supposed yeah. to do something yeah. tonight. Yeah. Oh, we are, oh, we have your friend. No, we're going to. We are going to. What right. pray tell are you I'm guys all going yours. to do Tony, tonight? I'm all yours. Okay. Wow. Whoa. All right. Uh, that's on the record. You <laughs> get that in writing. Yeah. <laughs> do you want? Do you want to tell them what? I, how I asked you? Do you remember what I said? <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, he was like, it's not going to include Star Wars or sex, but hopefully it'll still be just as fun. It was probably the best text yeah. Yeah. I've ever received. This is actually raising more questions than it answers. <laughs> yes, there's been no answer. Well, we'll have to tune in to next Sunday, the Sunday show. Wait. I love no. that okay. when the apocalypse happens and we're all in this dusty, weird, sandy world traveling yeah. to find gas and water, uh-huh. and this is one of those things that keeps us going on. Like, I've got all these copies of Lasano and Friends. This is what they're going to be listening to? Be sure to tell a friend about our friends. Listen, subscribe, rate Lasano and Friends on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. Just search for Radio Misfits.